One of them's a white guy with a beard who really likes Dark Souls. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Cole Gary Cole Ross. Uh, this frog in my throat is the is the fifth chair. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 248 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games. Brought to you by you, our Patreon backers, and you, the freeloading non-Patreon backers in the audience. All 1,900 of you. <laughs> so last po- last podcast, we had a, a, the time I measured to first video game discussion was 20 minutes, and we can do better. So here's a question. Better by, as in longer or shorter? Better by, as in longer. By saying the word video game, have you just ruined everything? Uh, I skipped when I, like... We, we had a small discussion about Dead Rising. I just skipped over that because it was just like, eh, it's one thing okay. and a cloud of things. So I'm, I'm using my judgment. How do you feel about, uh, say, the Warcraft movie? That does... I, I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I, I think that it's uh, general interest, sure. Okay. All right. Because that is a thing that uh, Zach and I watched... A couple hours ago. Yeah, just, yeah, let's, just now. Let's discuss that. I thought that the movie... So I had heard nothing but people saying that it was god-awful. Like, that it was Same. really, really bad. Uh, except for Ali Moss said that he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And that's a... You know, that's that's a recommendation. Ali Moss is one of the most outspoken uh, critics of Ready Player One in my... <laughs> Okay. Circles. But, uh, so, I mean, you know, he's a guy that I, he's a guy that I trust his judgment and he was like, you know, he thought it was pretty good. I thought it was great until, I mean, not great. I thought it was good until the last like 10 minutes where it became clear that they weren't doing anything other than having it be the setup for a sequel. Oh, like yeah. it's they, not. It's already a trilogy is no. I, I believe I've heard. So. Well, but so apparently it's done really well overseas, but like, I can't imagine that it's doing okay in the U.S. Because I just heard nothing but sort of scathing reviews. I mean, we're kind of in a Twitter filter bubble of people who hate populist video games. No, that's not true. People love Doom. I I have heard that it hasn't done well in the States, but it's been doing so well in, like, China that it's absolutely made up for that, if not surpassed. So do you think that the sequel will be in Chinese? I think the sequel will be entirely about gold farming. (laughs) Okay. I heard the same thing about Pacific Rim. Hmm. Really? That 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 movie was developed for the overseas audience, and they liked it much more than we did. Why release it in the U.S.? Yeah, you could get some money. Yeah, you've got it. <laughs> Why not? It was, but it was very heavily advertised. I mean, they probably spent millions and millions of dollars advertising it. In yeah, the US. maybe they thought it would work better. The Warcraft movie, I think, would have been confusing to me. To the point where I didn't care about any of the characters if I hadn't known some of the characters hmm. and some of the story of what was going on, even stuff that did not actually appear in the in the film. Okay, you know. so so just for my benefit, can you name a Warcraft character? Sure, I can name a lot of them. Okay, Especially just after having just, just, just seen just a movie, do one. About just do one. Uh, d- say Durotan. That's a name. Yeah, and Medivh, the, le- the leader okay. of the Frostwolf clan of orcs. I thought that was a place. Durotar is a place okay. named after Durotan. Is every name in this movie one lettered off from Durotan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there's Muro. There's Murotan. There's Darotan. Okay. There's Dufotan. Okay. <laughs> um, is every place Durovan. in World of Warcraft one letter off from a person? 
Yeah, there's some um, Stormwind. Yeah, there's there's Lord Stormwind, King of Stormwind. <laughs> yep. Aelrin Forest. Mm-hmm. And then Aelrin Vorest. <laughs> this evil twin. The Glasted Lands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Edward Glasted Lands. Of the Southampton Glasted Lands. <laughs> right. Seeing like a movie version of the world of warcraft right like so like the not environments. Of, not of world of warcraft but the world of warcraft well is what but you're like talking about. yeah but like the environments as if they were a real place was kind of interesting yeah it was neat it was really like it was really pretty yeah and it was not <clears throat> it didn't have that like Zack Snyder editing that made the action scenes impossible to follow. Like it was pretty comprehensible. There were way hmm. fewer of them than I was expecting, honestly. The preview was just all giant battles, which led me yeah. to fear that that's what the movie was going to be. The movie's mostly conversations and people casting spells on each other. And that's like okay. romancing and only a tiny bit, which I'm really glad. There's a lot of romancing. There's a lot of sexual tension. That's fine. Okay. Uh, there is definitely the implication that Medivh is the father yep. of the orc lady who I don't oh. remember if she was doing thing. some and necromancing. <laughs> yes. Uh, he traveled very far to find a woman who would like him. Yeah. That was what he's, that was a story he told. I don't know who that actor is, but he's like young Brad Dourif. Okay. <laughs> he just looks a lot like Brad Dourif and he's clearly leaning into that. He's got those that vacant, blue-eyed stare. He's a weirdo. So that's good. When Brad Dourif dies, we'll still have a spare Brad Dourif. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Dourif was in our assignment. Alien Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I think it's possible that we saw different movies. I, If you like World of Warcraft, go see the Warcraft movie. Like You, you might do well to study up a little bit on the lore beforehand so that you don't... Like of the of the original Warcraft games, yeah. Like this movie is basically the story of the first part of Warcraft Two. Yeah, and I because I kept looking for things because I mostly remember Warcraft Three and World of Warcraft lore, and like because a lot of stuff follows on from the original games. Like I I, I knew some things, but I like I had forgotten almost all of this storyline. Jaina wasn't in it. She was not. She was actually not. I don't think she appeared as a character until Warcraft Three. Okay. Uh, man. So, as somebody who absorbed World of Warcraft mostly through looking at the world as I was running through it, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, I, I I tried to follow the quest line text at the beginning of my time with that game for the, but for the most part, I was just I was just looking at stuff. What kind of what character class did you play, or uh, what character? I was race? I was a gnome. But that's just like so yeah. that was basically that that whole area of the world was just not even explored. Gnomes yeah, weren't in the show. Yeah, they show I mean, the outside of Ironforge for a minute, and they show the inside of Ironforge for a minute, and then they go. What about what about Gnomeragon? Nope, nope, nothing about Gnomer. Well, okay, so but I also just spent you know actually I probably spent a lot of time in Ironforge, but um I. I a lot of it takes place in Stormwind. A yeah, lot of well, it takes place in the areas my, just outside of Stormwind. My question is, like, would I care about this movie? I, I think you would have a hard time caring. Yeah. I mean, I had some moments where I was like, oh, yeah, I know that place. I, that's a thing I jumped over once. Yeah, like, I could, <laughs> I feel like I could, what I, what I actually want out of this is just 
uh, some recognition kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I so, want oh, to be there's that hollow reminded tree I like of to the hide cool, in. Yeah. The most like iconic the, places in the game were not even close to touched on. Like, yeah, and it's also Teldrassil or whatever. Like, what what about like did was there a guy with a hundred monsters following him running into town? <laughs> did anyone did anyone make a train noise? <laughs> no, I they, bet they, somebody. They made a joke I bet somebody did. Polymorph. Like, there were yeah, there was a the the one of the main characters polymorphs a dude, and he says yeah, it lasts about a minute. Uh, <laughs> which haha lol. Somebody says I've cooled down now. <laughs> uh, somebody there's a murloc that makes a murloc noise. Yeah, there were definitely like in th- the first time you see a crowd of orcs you could hear a lot of the sort of original chris metzen vo from just sort of look tarogar and just like a bunch of that kind of D- crap did did like the mages really need to pee after the end of the battle that magic was very strange compared to the game like it just took a lot out of the mages and i'm like the mages just cast the shit like not, well, no, they have no, to drink a lot of moonberry juice. They can. They can also just sit down and drink their water well, that they can, they can summon. They sit, though. They, 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 you know, it takes time. Sure. Yeah, anyway, that's the that's the way I engaged with that game. Do, do they still drink <laughs> in that game? In, wor- in World of Warcraft? I, didn't, I yes, think yeah. there is a... It's not to regain mana, but I think you get some kind of buff if you... There's huh. like an hour long buff that you get from eating and drinking. From really just once. Yeah. Is there, is mage water no longer a thing? I don't I think, think it, so. I think it is, but you don't really run out of mana anymore. Hmm. It's not. It's not Man. a resource. Like or if you did, something went seriously wrong. So did they just remove the meter? Or no, it's still there. Hmm. They just, I think they in in their efforts to make it more fun and more sort of constant action they rebalanced yeah, how that all works took out the, i mean the downtime there's never a time when you need to as dps not just go balls out like they basically removed aggro from the oh, game man. by well, just multiplying okay. they just multiplied all the tanks aggro gaining abilities right. by 10 uh-huh. or something. And once in a while there will be a boss where that as part of its particular mechanics the dps do need to be aware of that of aggro but that's that's like a special circumstance now uh. Now, so, okay, we're talking about video games now. This yeah. is clearly Ha-ha! a video game discussion. Yeah, there was never a point in the Warcraft Fuck. movie there were like, where there were, like, four guys fighting a dude, and one yeah. of them was like, stop, stop healing me. Stop. Yeah, and, more dots. Yeah, yeah. There was, way less ma- there was way less magic in the movie than it would be in that sort of world. Yeah, so, so the way you're describing it, it sounds like, like the the game mechanics that I remember engaging with when I played this game are just not there anymore. But what and now I'm wondering what if what happened wasn't that they removed them, but they just made the regular dungeons easy enough that you don't have to engage with them. And if they're still there in the high level dungeons, that's possible. Or the hero dungeons or whatever you call them. Uh, something that I noticed that I was really disappointed in is that, uh, Basically, every soldier that I saw in the, on the human side was male, and I mm. thought, and I thought in World of Warcraft they do a pretty decent job of having like e- equality between the genders. Yeah, there were a lot of lady orcs. Mm, yeah, that, there that, were lady orcs. That was that was like that might be like a evil. miscommunication to one of the the boutiques that does the three D rendering. I, 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 the armor, the humans might have just been in costumes. Mm. I don't know how much rendering there was on the humans. Uh, um, I, I, I just assumed it, that like I the like battle the scenes really would be CG. I, I thought 
Hmm. I thought it looked like leather pieces as opposed to like any kind of metal, but I feel like it would have been impossible to actually move around in the armor that they were wearing. It's a lot of CG to paste over people, but yeah, maybe who who knows? Maybe it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're doing the, all of the environments and everything in CG. Yeah, they didn't actually build a giant stormwind set. That'd be cool though. I'd go live there. No, I wouldn't. I would really. I would rather live in Undercity. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I live in the Medivh's Tower. <laughs> I would want to. Yeah, Carazon. There was there was no uh, there was no chessboard. There was no. What? Yeah, it was way too easy for them to get up to the top yeah. of Medivh's Tower. Um, <clears throat> that took us like weeks when we were doing it. There was like a there was like a oh, I'm really tired going up a bunch of stairs joke. Yeah, the problem I would have with living in any of the cities in in uh, Azeroth is that like ten feet from the entrance of every one of them, there are like giant spiders. Yeah, or like <laughs> like thieves or yeah, brigands. Yep. and there are basically no bathrooms <laughs> in <laughs> any of the cities. Yeah, and you're drinking all the time. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you used to be, but now. Oh, right, right. Oh, the, that, yeah, that's probably why stopped. they stopped. Yeah. yeah. But there's still people that sell moonberry <laughs> juice. There's <laughs> a cheesery. Yeah. It's also hard. Like, there isn't a place that sells, like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, like paper towels. <laughs> like, you just can't. <laughs> you can't go anywhere in World of Warcraft and buy paper towels. Like, you could go maybe so buy some. So much for being a worldy world. You go to the auction house you and can, get some linen bandages yeah, and use that. Yeah, you can get that, some cloth. Yeah, that's true. That's a you lot just, of cloth. That, that should be a, like a tailor. You can make just a handkerchief. murder some people. Like some little, you know, some people that are so weak that they're no threat to you. <laughs> murder and they would some, drop some cloth that McDonald's you could use to wipe your employees ass. and they'll probably drop some napkins. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the real world. Yeah. It's realistic. It's a realistic game. You probably wouldn't need to murder the McDonald's employees to get the napkins, though. You could just not get the in napkins. World of Warcraft. There's no mugging button <laughs> or asking well, politely for their stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Either. Oh, a pickpocket would yeah. probably work. Doesn't pickpocket like give you not what they drop, but just a random thing? Yeah, yeah. It's usually like stuff a... that you can't get any other way. Yeah, but most of it is absolutely useless. It's just vendor trash, right? Yeah, it's grays and comical. Objects. Can, can you pickpocket uh, other players? I, you know, I don't know. I don't play can on you, a PvP can you, server. Can you pickpocket uh, Thrall? Oh, wow, that'd be rad. Can mm. you pickpocket uh, Varian Rin? And does the, do you get a dragon scale? And you're like, wait, what? We were trying to figure out like what the actual lineage was based on what was going on in the movie and based on what we knew from World of Warcraft. And then we remembered that the king of Stormwind was secretly a dragon. Just is that eventually. still true? I mean, that that was true in the game's lore, right? So, because it was the the child heir. Yeah, it was when apparent. when Varian was in the throne room in Stormwind, he was secretly Onyxia, which I think was there yeah. at launch. Yeah. Um, but that there was a big Onyxia related event, and didn't that overturn change that in some way or something? With Cataclysm, yeah, they might have just replaced. Because I mean, they like Thrall wasn't the war chief anymore after that, and I wonder oh. if they. They also... Because he went looking for dad or something? No, he went to... Well, he did. He went... Do you remember? He, he meets his dad. He goes... I don't remember because I I stopped before Wrath of the Lich King. It's not time trap. It's in... Uh... Oh, no. I guess it was in the most recent expansion. There's a... There's like an alternate version of Outland that they oh. go to and... Like the the quantum reality one where everyone is suffering because they didn't appease the AI. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you have to fight these basilisks. They all have six legs. Good. Really, they're crocolisks. They're Roku's crocolist. Yeah, there's no... Uh, Roku's crocolist. <laughs> and whenever you kill one, an angel gets its wings. You lose your Netflix service for a while. Anybody else been doing anything? All, it's been I, like three days since we recorded. I made last. some cheese. Ooh, tell us about that. Was it really cheese? Maybe. I don't know. Is, is mascarpone cheese? If you just throw some lemon juice and some milk in a bowl, is that cheese? That's that's ricotta. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't know what to expect. This is a recipe that April found. I looked for like mascarpone on the internet and it was like a thousand step r- recipe that I didn't want to follow. But then she showed me one that was two steps. What was the th- what were some of the thousand steps? I, I don't know. Was, I didn't read them. I just rounded thrice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find a cow. It was probably just written in in fourth. Um, so what you do is you you heat uh, heavy cream to 180 degrees and does, you let it simmer. Does fourth have a, and then like, about, a lot of <laughs> instructions <laughs> to perform? I, 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 what I was thinking of was logo. What I was thinking of was like a, a logo program that would tell you like how many degrees oh. to turn the spoon. Oh, or like I thought you were going to say a logo program to have the turtle draw the text of the simple recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I, so you could just keep going wow. out further and further. A logo, yeah, a logo program that drew a logo program. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this is why they invented quine, so you can just stop going out. Sure. Uh, you add lemon juice while it's simmering and then you let it cool and strain it and there's your mascarpone. And you can do the same thing with milk instead of heavy cream and you get ricotta apparently. So that was neat. And I, I didn't know what to expect from this. Like, what happens bef- if you do it with water and lemon juice? I didn't try it. I don't think water <laughs> curdles. Yeah, that's called ice. <laughs> right. Okay. Before we let it cool overnight, it tasted like sour cream, like just yeah. literally sour cream. Like with lemon added to, uh, but afterwards it was less sour and more sweet. And, you know, you could, uh, we tried mixing it with lemon curd at the party. That was pretty delicious. Okay. Um, what do you do with mascarpone? What, what we, I, I think just dairy, I think curdling is a product of like dairy, but you could do it with any, you could do it with like meowgurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that like is yogurt, yogurt made, made out of cat? cat's milk? Yeah. That's, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. So, um, <coughs> when you, all right, what are curds and whey? Uh, curds and whey are um, two products of like pre-cheese products. Like I forget how you make them, but there's a step in cheese making where the milk turns into curds and literally curds and whey where curds are the solid chunks of cheese stuff and whey okay. is something you strain out okay um is there a third thing um not to my knowledge okay, so just, okay. the whey uh, is just the liquid the whey is everything that isn't the lumps that are the curds everything but the curds yeah the whey by fastball uh it's a very catchy song <laughs> whey factors into this story this is the the highlight of the um the the cheese party was someone had made misost which i'd never heard of but is like i think, I think it's spelled m y s o s t oh it's not related to the japanese miso y- not no i don't think so i think it's like finnish or something like that hmm. um and it apparently you make it just by like heating the whey until it turns into misost um and it was like eating incredibly salty and sour caramel 
like texturally and visually it was identical to caramel. Weird. But it tasted salty and sour. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, that was a uh, sounds like a good prank. So everybody brought cheese that they had made, uh, and one person brought misos that they made, and th- which is not considered cheese. I, I assume not. Did anybody make some like cheese ass cheese? Like, yeah, like oh yeah, there was there was there was that stuff, but it wasn't. As, it's not as fun to describe. Singles, orange um, plastic wrapped slices. Uh, I watched somebody make butter, oh. like churning it. Yep. Okay. Do they cool. use like a wooden? Butter churn, or do they have something? Yep, huh. it's pretty cool. It seems like they you'd have made a better like, machine. Maybe for you that. could, yeah, you could maybe do it in a food processor now. A paint mixer, or yeah. a grocery store. <laughs> I've also seen someone. I've seen people like make butter just by putting it in a jar and shaking it. Hmm. You put it in one of those paint shakers at uh, at Home Depot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If par- you want butter that tastes like paint, take a parquet container and shake it for a second. And be like, here. Yeah. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> Or you, you would use it the one that mixed yellow paint already, so it looks okay yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So that's how margarine is. <laughs> yeah. If you just put a carton of milk inside one of those rock polishers, like one of those tumblers, <laughs> and just left it for a couple weeks, uh, my sister smooth. It turned into cheese, right? So my sister got one on of those tumbler, and it'll turn into. Yeah, my sister got one of those <laughs> rock tumblers for Christmas one year, and. The thing that nobody anticipated was that it was just incredibly loud. Yeah, like That's, that was our experience when I like got one when I was cheap, like twelve. Yeah, cheap motors are just the loudest fucking thing because there's no reason like to not to make them loud until like you actually try to use them, and by that time they've got your money already. Yeah. Um, well, plus, and the job of the thing is to roll rocks around in a plastic drum. So. Yeah. Well, there's that, but like <laughs> the motor itself was louder than yeah, the yeah. than the rocks, like by far. Uh, and we ended up putting it out on the porch uh, because it was we didn't hear it out there. But at the time, we had a pet rabbit out on the porch, and the rabbit was clearly very disturbed by this <laughs> motor continuous motor sound. So committed suicide. We had <laughs> that rabbit only lived a couple of years, so like it might have the maybe the rock tumbler took a took a toll. Yeah. Oh, sad story. The rock tumbler was powered by the soul of the rabbit. <laughs> were the were the gems that came out of it enchanted? Oh, uh, we ended Did they up make it so you could jump. I don't, we didn't actually like. We couldn't find a place to finish tumbling any rocks, so nothing actually came out of it, except for the you know half tumbled rocks, which were just basically rocks. Don't you also put some sort of grit in there? Like, don't you go through yeah. a process of finer and finer grit? And I wasn't paying that close attention. But that's totally plausible. To the level I had assumed true grit. I had assumed that like that rocks would tumble against themselves. <laughs> well, it's Copies of a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> breaking. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> well, you put a you put a VHS copy of the original True Grit <laughs> right. in there, and it eventually tumbles into <laughs> a DVD <laughs> copy of the remake. <laughs> And then if you Polish keep doing it, you, you'll get some like weird media from the future. That's another remake from fifty years hence. Wow! You get to learn who the who all the hot actors are going to be. It's like an SCP Foundation story. Can you can you like bet on actors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's uh What's the SCP Foundation? Um, it is a um secure copy. Secure, contain, protect is what it stands for. But it's like imagine if um. There was a online like wiki describing the contents of the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, th- yeah. 
It's like a creepypasta repository where every yeah, every and, little micro story is about some object that that is a yeah, and, and that and is a file in this in this warehouse. And it, it doesn't the warehouse analogy doesn't quite hold up because sometimes the it's about a place. Yeah. Um, mm. But it's like the the quality is really you know widely variable because it's written by a bunch of different authors, but some of them are really good. This suddenly sounds familiar. Like either you've talked about this on the podcast before, or I have seen it. Yeah, you probably I have. Contributed a couple ideas to that years and years ago, but it's been so long that I no longer have any idea what they were, or what the <laughs> reference numbers were, or what name I was using to post them, or anything. So they are lost. Yeah, was this like bad. before Gmail? I like it the archivability be. of my life is very dramatically different pre and post Gmail. Yeah, same. Like, I have text files that is all of my pre-Gmail emails, but I would have to, like, search all of them. <laughs> and I don't have grep on the command line on my PC. You can install Sigwin. Uh, I did that once. Yeah. That was fine. I saw the other day, and I, I don't remember if I retweeted this or not, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Somebody saying that uh, they're beginning to think that free that open source software is free as in mattress. <laughs> as opposed to free as in beer, free as that's, in speech. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. That's pretty accurate. I, like as for installing Sigwin, like I haven't done it since I realized I can just copy the old directory. Like whenever I get a new hard drive, I'll just copy the old hard drive onto the new one, the entire contents, because it's usually that big enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and if I just add the old installation of Sigwin to my path, I can just use that. So I don't have to install so it anymore. Sigwin is basically just, just a thing that lets you run Bash on Windows. I mean, I, I don't even run Bash. I just run the the other stuff like grep and less. It just lets. Can you use awk and sed? Probably, yeah. I remember using awk exactly once for some system administration task that I had to perform. And I don't remember what it was or how it worked. Well, how it works is you copy the line from Stack Overflow, <laughs> and then hope it doesn't that contain any. Backdoors. Awk is kind of just like a programmable grep, right? It's like I grep, mean, it, but with state. I, I think it's like a half programming language. Like it's like halfway to Perl from grep. It's. I remember it being kind of like because like you can run a shell script that's like a batch file, but to do certain things in that you had to use awk. And I think it was maybe like making it stateful. That sounds right. Yeah. Unix. I saw this giant building that just had a bunch of Red Hat branding on it, and I was like, I can't believe that Red Hat owns a building in downtown San Francisco. And then Kevin pointed out, no, that's just the convention center. There's just a Red Hat convention going. Oh, like, oh which makes- is by itself kind of surprising, I guess. But I haven't kept track of any kind of Linux distributions other than, like, Ubuntu and Red Hat stuff. as a distro is, like, pretty flexible at the low levels but later on it doesn't get any of the good spells from either black or white (laughs) (laughs) but you have what mountains and fireballs so maybe you don't need anything other than that to to write some sick you don't have fireballs anymore that's way too powerful you don't have lightning bolts anymore that's way too powerful although lightning bolt Lightning bolts is are in the new set, the Eternal Masters set, mm. which is just like a crazy expensive way to play in limited these reprinted old cards that are crazy. 
Was Fireball the one where you could just pump as much mana as you wanted into it? Yeah, and but you could also spend additional mana to add multiple targets. Hmm. So. Wow, are you sure? I don't remember that. I yeah. remember you to get that effect. You had to you had to fork it. No, Fireball by itself was like red and X, and it split among any number of target. Well, it split between targets. But it costs one for every target past the first one. I just want to make sure you guys are talking about Magic the card game and not any of the video games. Yes. Okay. Is, are they different? Yeah, they're different in that I can count this time as... Even after we talked about, like, damage numbers in... <laughs> okay. It's okay. Okay. Did you see that um, there's been a pair of cards spoiled from the new magic set that is it's you know like we talked about the double-sided cards before this this is a pair of double-sided cards that the reverse side of each of them is half of a giant double-sized card Ooh, with like some crazy giant monster on it huh isn't that a thing from unglued or something uh they did something like that. That may have been done before. So Fireball from Alpha, red and X. Fireball does X damage total, divided evenly, round down, among any number of targets, pay one extra mana for each target beyond the first. Huh. Maybe I just conflated it with regular old Shivan Dragon Breath. There's Disintegrate, which is red and X to do X damage to target uh, maybe creature, and it can't, uh, it can't regenerate. It might be able to target a player also. Because was it was at Fireball Black Lotus Channel Channel Yeah, that was a one turn kill or something. Yeah, I think so. I think you might have needed another Mox or two in there because Channel was like two black. Okay, and then you could spend you could convert life into mana, and so you needed two, you needed two black and a red, and then at least one more mana. To be able to and ni- get 19 20, of your 20 own. damage. Yeah, use 19 of your own life to do yeah. 20 damage. Yeah. How come that uh, that isn't a possible hand in the seven card uh, Hearthstone? I saw people thing. talking about first turn kills. Like, you could do some first turn kills with druids. Huh. Because cool. druids are the best class. That's uh, not true at all, Riff. <laughs> yeah, they added dance emotes to all the animals. To uh, all that, the animals uh, in World of Warcraft? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because druids could turn into them? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they're the best class. Yeah. Mm. That's why I was a gnome druid. I like, I like the idea of being able to do different kinds of things with a single character. You were a gnome druid? Is that that was a thing? Uh, I don't think it was. Like maybe they added that, but that was a joke that Okay. It's that for all I know is no longer a joke. All versions of animals. It, for all I know it's no like they actually added gnome druids and it's no longer a joke. Did you play a gnome? Uh-huh. You, you, we've talked about this on the podcast. Actually, we we didn't talk about this. You just gave me a look. You chose the worst uh, side. Yeah, I don't know why you would play alliance, and I don't know why you would play a gnome. So adorable. Play play Uh, a dwarf. I had a a cool like mustache and a comb over. Dwarfs are good gnomes. Yeah, they got those (laughs) beards. Yeah, like they're they cover your tabard. They're cool dudes. (laughs) 
They are cool dudes. Dwarfs, dwarfs are cool dudes. They have beards and they like Dark Souls. <laughs> Riff, are there any dwarves in Dark Souls? Uh, they're not called dwarves. And oh, good I don't enough. Remember what they're called? There's yeah, they're called in Darf Dark Souls. Souls. <laughs> in Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, Dwarf does. Are, some, are, are they just Dwarf Souls? He's the king of guns. Dark Souls. Are they really? They're they're hairy and bearded. Okay, yeah. so it's not just like they're some like, short people. They're, no, they're like seriously like underground dwelling, mining, trap making dudes. Wow, they're like chuds. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw that movie. I don't it, think I ever did either. The Chud is like so strong in my my consciousness just because I remember like seeing that movie cover. Yeah. And, and Ghoulies with the little monster coming out of the toilet. Yeah. That was one. Anything in a toilet. Seeing the cover of I always wanted to rent Evil Dead and my dad never would because he thought it was just some dumb horror movie. He would have fucking loved it if we had actually, <laughs> if he had ever actually let me rent that. He would have really liked. Was it. Was that the John Carpenter movie? No, it was the Sam. I'm, think, I'm thinking of They Live. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We did see that. That's actually pretty good. I watched yeah, that within the past year or so. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's got that good uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper Keith David yep. fight. <laughs> That's. Uh... I don't know if I'd call it good, but it has that for sure. <laughs> the idea uh, is good. The, the idea, idea is good, really and good. the execution yeah. is pretty no, good. I, I agree. Like it's, I mean, it's good. If RoboCop is good, they <laughs> is good. Okay. RoboCop is not Both. good. Hmm? I don't think RoboCop is good. I think RoboCop is good. I like, I, I like some of the ideas of RoboCop, but I, the movie just ugh, too violent. There's that part where he says, "Come with me if you want to live." I saw RoboCop. I must have been like. Eight. There's that part where he says, you had and me at hello. <laughs> that was the first directive. <laughs> and like having rewatched it, you know, a few years ago, that, that it's like whoever just said, decided that I should be able to watch that movie at age eight was an idiot. Just because like, of the violence? I I remember being really freaked out by it. Like not just the violence, oh, the violence but like the, the body bad. horror shit. Did you uh, like, did you see the sequel Beverly Hills RoboCop <laughs> <laughs> with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, Eddie Murphy as RoboCop. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. Beverly Hills Robo Chihuahua, <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja Cop. Okay. Do you remember Beverly Hills Ninja? I don't. <laughs> Chris Farley was a ninja. I don't remember that at all. It's pretty good. I don't know if it was good or not. So, was that the prequel to Kung Fu Panda? I must have just been entirely desensitized to violence in movies By the as time a you saw kid. It. Yeah, well, just because you didn't you didn't care about uh, Reservoir you... Dogs. Yeah, Res- I, you and Roy were both like Reservoir Dogs was just too horrific did to you, watch. Huh. Did you watch like a really edited like for that. TV version? No. I mean, I think I just saw a lot of it and I knew it was fake. <sighs> You know, there's violence in video games, too, like Galaga. Even <laughs> knowing that something is fake, it's hard for me to stomach it. Look at all the violence in Dragon's Lair. That's not too violent for you, is it? He often gets so squeezed cartoony. by a snake until he turns into a skeleton, or he falls into a fire until he turns into a skeleton, or he gets uh, strangled by a tentacle until he yeah. turns into a why skeleton. Do, why don't you need to keep playing the game as a skeleton from by that a point forward? Floor. Yeah, <laughs> until he turns into a skeleton. He rides, yeah. a, rides a weird electric barding airplane into a pillar until he turns into a skeleton. <laughs> That's weird. Like it never occurred to me how weird that 
room was until I just tried to describe it in a sentence. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? It was like a like a merry-go-round horse, except yeah. it was electric and metal. He had control over it somehow. <laughs> For whatever reason, I remember that. I think of that as being like a Pegasus. I think it had like a little, uh, like an antenna, like uh, yeah, it had like a magic orb on its like head a robot kind of antenna. Okay, had, so not not like a horn. Man, do you guys remember? I this was like my favorite thing when I was a kid. When Wiley e. Coyote would build the giant robot coyote that he would control from its head. Oh, I like in Ghostbusters too. Remember that one. It was. I don't think I saw that either. Either uh, it might have just been a single episode of Roadrunner and Coyote. I remember there being. I remember seeing it like multiple versions of it, but I could have just seen the same one twice over years. It's so good. He just makes a big robot in a big remote control, and it's a robot that just looks like him except more square. He could just make himself more square. And it's like weird a, in that one he actually catches the Roadrunner and eats it, and you just what? see him like just sitting there burping and just like chewing. picking yeah. picking feathers out of his teeth, and there's just like this carcass of the Roadrunner. What, was it a giant robot Roadrunner? Is this like what Crystal Cove or whatever that? <laughs> yeah, Candle Cove. Candle Cove. Yeah. This it's a creepy pasta. Okay. Yeah. Should, oh, like Pokemon Black. Sure. Is Pokemon Black not a Pokemon? It is now, but before yeah. that, it was a creepypasta. Okay. Oh, Did that had the, like, special mud kip that would <laughs> kill you? Did you see Chris Strubbs, uh, the guy that did Cattle Cove? Did you see his new weird little... Oh, the local, video the that he local did. news things. Yeah, yeah, those are, those are cool. great. I have yeah. I, now. I'm really curious you what Candle Cove is. Possible path or whatever. Your fastest possible route. Fastest yeah, possible route. yeah, that was yeah, really good. That was really good. All right, tell me about Candle Cove. Oh, you should just Google it and read it. I don't know. Yeah, if it's we would pretty short. Yeah, it's just justice. like a couple okay. paragraph. Couple paragraphs. All right, done. You know about Dead Bart? Nope. Ah, man, that, you got to spend some time on creepy pasta. Yeah, de- yeah, you got to go read Dead Bart. Okay. Candle Cove. Okay. And the that one thing that was the Twitter buck report. Oh yeah. Well, I, don't I don't remember if that, that was one. on Creepypasta. It wasn't, but we should find that one too. Yeah. This is there's some, some serious show notes that we should just postpone until October. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I would talk about video games if you guys would. It's like. been forty minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh R- Riff will allow it. <laughs> so you know how people always complain about Bethesda RPGs being buggy and that being harmful to their experience. I've never had that happen until suddenly it was all that happened to me ever in this. I, I, I went back to this weekend to the DLC that I was playing. Oh my God. We're talking about Fallout? The, the Fallout 4 DLC that I, that I was playing the Far Harbor stuff that takes place in me. God damn it. I hate all these wires. Oh, what happened? Did you get disconnected from the riffs? Yeah, I can't uh, I hear can, Riff. Yeah, I can hear him. Uh, he's not saying anything, but maybe he is. I don't know. Wait, now he is. Okay. Oh, phew. There's nowhere to put this. Just, just tape it to the table. There. Uh, so I had told you guys I had stopped in the middle of this weird, like, sort of cyber zone puzzle thing that used the crafting system where you had to, like, sort of, you were in cyberspace right. and you were recovering these memories by letting some sort of tower defense guys crawl along a path that you created and setting up turrets to defend them. A big part of that was setting up all, like, there were all these walls that you had to use these blocks to redirect beams to specific 
points on them to destroy the walls, and then you could get past them. And the last one is completely optional. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. When you finish it, all it does is give you the location of some, like, sick armor <laughs> that you can go get. Uh, but it is this insanely elaborate thing where it's like you got to figure out how to use one beam reflector to get the second beam reflector and then figure out how to use those two to get the third one and figure out how to use those three to get the fourth one. You do that up to six times and it takes six of them to get the beam to the final gateway, which is like right adjacent to where you started. Of course. As I was walking up to place the sixth one, a bug just caused the wall to despawn. Oh. Hmm. So you didn't need to... Didn't need to do anything except walk right up to it, apparently. So that was really dissatisfying. I mean, I'm happy that I solved it and I enjoyed, you know, moving around the space and solving it or whatever. But it was like, man, that was some bullshit right there. Well, like, it, it would have been... ruin your enjoyment of the, the game. It would have been really satisfying to actually solve the puzzle as opposed to, like, do all of the things to solve the puzzle. And then when I got to just placing the last block to literally make the thing happen and see the payoff... The payoff just sort of happened, just sort of fizzled. And I just also can't complete the main quest line because of a particular sequence of actions that I took. So I, I spent nine hours listening to all of the uh, Watch Out for Fireballs about Fallout New Vegas and listening to them just like fellate the design of that game compared to Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. And I... I believe them that they like it more. And I believe everyone who says that they like the way that New Vegas is structured more than they like the way that the Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 are are structured. And I don't... That's not my experience of it at all. My experience of New Vegas is there's a bunch of confusing, confusing shit that happens with a bunch of different groups of assholes that you're supposed to care how they feel about you. <laughs> and everything is garbage because... Everything has to be designed for this group to either be your friend or your enemy. So every every thing that should be a quest hub is laid out like a combat dungeon, and everything that should be a combat dungeon is laid out like a quest hub because fucking everything has to be both of those things. And so everything is terrible in the environment. And you're constantly making these choices that are going to have these huge impacts on the thing that the game says the story is without knowing when you're making those choices. And in in there's like a kind of a microcosm of that in this DLC. And I think that probably, you know, the people who like New Vegas will really like this DLC for that reason. There's like three factions and you kind of learn things about them all and decide what you're going to do. But what I did was when I got to one of the factions and they were like, so the, the first thing you see is this faction doing the thing that the Joker does in the Dark Knight, where he's like, there's two guys, and he's like, well, one of you can work for me, and he breaks a pool cue in half and hands each of them half <laughs> of the pool cue, right? So the first thing that you see is like, we're only letting one of you in would prove your devotion, and then one of them kills the other and then gets it. I'm like, okay, well, obviously these guys are fucking assholes, and I'm just going to kill all of them. But it just ruins the final, It like, it just makes the final quest line not completable because if you want to do if you want to get the good ending you have to like figure out the way to get all like everyone happy and mm. you can't do the like redemption quest line for the bad guys if you've killed them to get through the early steps of the quest right you can either kill them or you can join their faction to get through the early steps of the quest but you have to do 
one or the other of those, but killing them ultimately bugs out the quest line so that you just can't finish it. Wow, that's like right now I'm just stuck in a, like the whole point of this DLC was to go rescue this woman. And then you get involved in all this, all this drama. And the quest now says, talk to her. And every time you go up to her, she's like, uh, come see me when this is all over and then we can go home. So it's like, all right, well just the DLC is just fucked. I can't. If you've seen, if anybody else has had this problem. And it it was by doing the exact same thing that I did. They were like, if you, like, if you kill these guys before, if you kill these guys and then choose this branch of the quest, it's just uncompletable. And you don't have a save. Does that close enough that that matters? And that's a bug, you think? It is a bug in the sense that it's giving me a quest objective that is impossible. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a bug that that quest does not have a fail state for yeah. the next step of, of the quest not being startable. I don't know. I mean, it's possible I could go talk to the guy and it would reset the flags or something, but everything that I saw in comments when I described this problem was like, yep, it's just yeah. stuck forever. I mean, most, most Fallout quests, if they, if you do something that makes them unsolvable, they'll just pop up and say, oh, this quest has failed and automatically remove it from yeah. the list. Yeah, and but this for is this like to not have that is definitely sounds like a mistake. Yeah. You know, it definitely did do a bunch of cleanup of stuff whenever I'm like the times, the, 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 the way that fallout games let you know when you've made a plot important choice is by popping up a bunch of failure messages for quests that you can't do anymore, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just so shitty. Yep, yeah. That's like, very dis- dissatisfying. It is such a dissatisfying, like fallout four at least tells you making this choice or starting this quest will cause this faction to become hostile to you, which is the thing that I really wish that there had been in New Vegas. How do you feel about the Life is Strange thing where it says this choice will have consequences, but doesn't tell you what they will be? That I think is actually fine. I was going to I was going to actually draw that contrast because it makes it very clear a that you're just making a series of binary choices, right? I mean, like the Walking Dead also made it. I mean, and like Life is Strange is clearly just like a descendant of The Walking Dead sure. in that regard. It tells you when you're making a choice and it's like, well, are you going to save this guy or this guy? Like in almost every case, right? Like you're choosing between two things and you know that you're doing something that's going to have consequences. With Fallout games, it's like just, no, just saying something it, like, oh, I guess this was me saying, oh, we should go to war with these guys and I'll be your general. Like, even though that's not. You know what I thought I was going to say? I was looking at the the Mass Effect 2 save format, and there's just a, there's, you know, there's the stuff you'd expect, like, here's your party, here's your party's weapon loadout, here's your character, here's your face definition. And then there's just, like, an array of 15,000 plot booleans. (laughs) 15,000, really? Something, well, well, it's like 15,000 by Mass Effect 3. Okay. Um, cause it saves like all the plot. I don't know if they actually every use choice them all, you've ever made. Yeah. Well, yeah, might as well track them and then it can reference them the ones that it wants. Or right. Not. Yeah. And yeah, that is just keeping track of that stuff and <clears throat> making sure everything all makes sense together. It's, it's a nightmare. I, imagine. I know. And I don't, I don't envy them the task of trying to make all that stuff make sense, yeah. which is why well, I feel like it would have been smarter to just not build it like that. Yeah. It, well, and, and frankly, like you can make each choice much more meaningful if you just only have a few choices, like a huge cloud of choices like that. What you're like, the, the odds of the player noticing the effects of any of their choices yeah. is much lower. Right. If, 
you know, I don't know. Right. It like makes the world that's I guess that's the primary difference. Like in Fallout New Vegas, the world is very much about you and the choices that you've made and who you've decided to put in power. Mm-hmm. And in Fallout 3, the world is just there and you're fucking around in it. Hmm. And like there are things, there are just one-off things that you can go do. I mean, I guess you're ostensibly the main story. Like, and, it, and maybe the reason that I like the main storyline of Fallout 3 is because it just gets the fuck out of the way. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm theoretically like, oh, I'm cleansing the water supply for the entire wasteland. And that'll pay off in 50 years. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fine. Right. Like, I don't care about that. And I don't care that it didn't change anything when I did it because I was having fun in this world. I didn't want to fix it. Yeah, like, fixing it was just... basically how I felt about 4. Make it boring. One thing that I thought was interesting, and I don't remember how this actually plays out in practice about New Vegas, is that uh, each faction has, instead of a scalar for how much they like you, it's actually two-dimensional. Um, and you, you you can't make them hate you any less than they, you can't make them like you any less because they're two separate axes that only increase. Hmm. And so, what are the two axes? Well, hey, just how like, much they like you and how much they hate you. Like how, mu- can they how much do good things? Yeah, time? like they can hate if you like are you. if you like have, are maximum on both. They like they consider you to be like like a crazy wild card factor. Okay, um, but very intensely so. Like you never get back to neutral, hmm. which I thought was super interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, in principle, I like that the game can close you off but via your decisions from important stuff um because it makes them the decisions meaningful instead of like you can just like get a bunch of bottles of water from your room robot and then give them to the bum outside of the city and now you're angelic again yeah it... i forgot the point that i was about to make <laughs> uh, but in practice I want to see all the content so like there's that too but you're not going to play through the game a dozen times to sort of go down all the various twisting branches uh, yeah I'm not yeah because the games aren't really made to be super replayable right because you don't have to specialize right you just end up good at everything right well, one thing I remember about Fallout 3, at least, was there was a level cap. You couldn't actually get good at everything. Yeah, that's true. But You'd... then they removed the level cap, I think, in one of the expansions. They ex- just extended it, I think. Okay. I don't think they ever actually removed it. But but it was also like, okay, well, if you, there's a level cap, then that means there's also a cap on the number of skill points that you can have. But that cap is, like, wildly dependent on your intelligence stat. Oh, right. Thus, making the total... The total overall effectiveness of your character at doing things in the world is just a multiplier on one of seven stats. Right. Which just... Right. And so, like, well, not only is that wildly lopsided, but they have to balance it so that if you don't know about this intelligence trick, then the game is still playable. Yeah. So if you do, then it's just super easy. Anyway, I wish I could have finished this DLC. Yep. I still can go poke around. It The environment... Israel, it's just like a foggy swamp. <laughs> like, I heard his puzzles are really good, though. Mm-hmm. Isn't that that was what the 
the last DLC for Fallout 3 was. Yeah, the the, the one that's... The, the, the Foggy the, Swamp? The, yeah, the Foggy Swamp. Uh, Point Lookout. Yeah. Yeah. The, that yeah was, but I, I couldn't the, play because it crashed every two minutes. Uh, that was the best DLC for Fallout 3, I thought. Because it was the one that adds, like, a new map with discovery points and stuff yeah. that you can... I mean, I guess the pit also did that. I feel like we've, I've said this exact speech yeah, a week kinda. ago on this yeah. podcast. Um, you didn't talk about Foggy Swamps last week. Yeah. There was some weird thing going on with either my computer or with the visual effects of Fallout 4 that the way that the fogginess manifested was by making everything really, really pixelated and blurry, and that was weird. I don't know if that was on purpose. I also have this icon on my desk, on my desktop, no, this icon on my HUD that indicates a negative effect that I have. It's a pill. That pill represents mole rat disease. (laughs) And I don't know how to, I don't know how to get rid of it. I've had a doctor, I've gone to a doctor and paid for every cure and it's just still there. So I don't know if this is just some glitched thing that is supposed to be a temporary effect. It's just like minus 10 max HP. So it's not mystery in games. 330 hit points instead of 340 hit points. So it's not like, this is why we do this. This is why we're here to, to wonder about what could this pill mean? Yeah. Why do I have eggs on my head? What? That's, that's you should know that Riff. It's from Dark Souls. You didn't oh, get the eggs on your right, head, right? I haven't. I never actually played through that far of. Uh, oh right, yeah. Aren't no, actually, uh, did I? I okay. I I think you, I got you, you I can, got to that boss, but I never did the thing that activates the eggs. You on your you head. can get the eggs on your head like pretty early on. Yeah. What does it mean to have eggs on your head? It, it's like a a if you get infected by little worms that like. So you run across these creatures that are either like um, neutral to you or so slow that like attacking them is like something you're choosing to do as opposed to defending yourself. And they're like little humanoid guys with like eggs growing out of their head and back. If you kill them, worm things come out of the eggs and they will attack you and you can get infected by them yourself. If you're infected by them yourself, then I believe what happens is they like take 20% of the souls you get, but they replace your kick with another attack where the like the worms come out of the eggs and attack the thing in front of you is it a fair trade uh i've seen people play like that i don't know if they were just doing it as like a for funsies but it's pretty cool it's a weird fucking thing like and i just remember like this is one of the uh, things i remember people saying early on about dark souls is that i've got eggs in my head and i don't know why (laughs) <laughs> anybody else played anything uh i played a little bit of uh uh hacknet on on steam i don't know if i should talk about it a ton because it's on our list of things we might do as assignments one day but it's uh it's pretty good if you like a little hacker simulator like uh like uplink and that kind of thing i loved uplink yeah it's it's got a really nice uh um, like fake movie style computer hacker interface. That's that's kind of what I want. Is yeah. just the the like dramatized hacker hacker typer. Yeah. yeah, it's What's actually the- got a neat little feature that I discovered on accident, whereby when you hack into a system, you can copy that system's uh, 
like like basic system like root system files and install them onto your own computer which gives you different like interface setups with like different music and different colors and and different window layouts and stuff what's the actual hacking like eh it's like a hacking game it's it's run this <laughs> like a, there's program, a golf meter right no it's like run this program to break the firewall and then run this other program to to uh hack the the ssh port and but you can't run them both at once because you don't have enough ram and and <laughs> and, and, and once you start doing this then a timer starts beeping down so you have a limited amount of time before they trace your signal and, and you know reading people's emails and reading a shit ton of quotes from bash.org that <laughs> apparently everybody on this network has saved into their directories. <laughs> yeah, the quotes file was a big thing. Yeah. That plan. Is there, can you find a, the jargon file? I haven't yet. That's how it's I learned still early. every word that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, just that and Pokemon and I finally beat, uh, Dark Souls three, oh, the cool. last boss. What uh, what were you saying about it requiring a just a tremendous amount of editing before you can like share I've been, the videos? I've been saving the um, I've been saving all the footage by streaming to Twitch and then uploading those files to uh, privately to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to download them. Well, I well yeah, gradually I'm going to download them and edit them into more cohesive units and Jenny and I are going to talk audio over them and release it as a let's play. So edit like edit it down to like so you're actually telling a story as opposed to here's a guy oh, no, dying over and over again. Edit it down so that it isn't so so that it's, you know, take out the bit where I died over and over again or make or do okay, just like yeah. and then it took me 16 deaths to get to the next bit and here's the highlights reel <laughs> or sure. here here's the highlights reel of all the different ways this boss killed me <laughs> and, <laughs> and just you know get it moving along because it, it took me almost exactly a hundred hours to beat that game uh, but yeah you gotta cut out all the repetitive bits Unlike my Dark Souls 2 Let's Play, which is basically every minute of the playthrough. Right. It's only 10 minutes a day, so if that. Or if you need to get good, you need to do it in one life. Mm, I'm, I'm, I am not at that level. That is not a level upon which I have got. If you started over, knowing everything that you know now, how long do you think it would take you to complete the game? Oh, the game. I thought you were going to ask me about my life. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same amount of time to get to this point, right? Oh, like, yeah. That's, I mean, sure. <laughs> but you'd be like, but you'd be like, you'd be like uh, Biff Tannen in that. Yeah, I'd be alternate. richer because I'd have had, I'd have bought all that apple stock when I was twelve. Um, you make delicious apple soup and sell it to your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Is apple soup a thing? Is that <laughs> it's just hot apple juice? Okay, um, with carrots and celery in it. <laughs> oh, but wait—is this a thing you just invented now? Yeah. Or? Okay, all right, all right. No, I mean that's no. pretty good. It's it's a. Uh, I feel like this is a thing that has some history. Hmm. I mean, there's apple butter is a thing, and this doesn't sound any weirder than that. Yeah, I guess you could also make cat milk soup 
I think you're obsessed, Jim. <laughs> is that really what meowgurt is? I mean, that's a word I made up to describe cat yogurt. <laughs> well, do, do you use like toxoplasmosis to be the probiotic <laughs> agent? <in> the, <laughs> it's like, huh, you know, I really didn't want to have the first one, but after that, like eating a lot more of it seemed like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's customer retention. I want to share it with rats. <laughs> <laughs> and then it and then it killed it killed that soccer guy uh in train spotting and then he reincarnated right. as a Roman centurion. Wait, wait, wait someone what? someone's died from toxoplasmosis? The yeah. Tommy in train spotting dies of like AIDS but because of toxoplasmosis. Then his cats really? eat him. Yeah. Huh. Uh it's really gross. And uh yeah, and then he was in HBO's Rome. As Lucius, oh. as oh, Centurion, that was the reincarnation Lucius thing? Varinus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Happened several hundred years earlier in history. Several hundred. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, True. a couple years later in television history. HBO's Rome is really good. The first season, at least. Have you watched Game of Thrones? Isn't no. that just a remake? <laughs> Man, I could not care less about Game of Thrones. It seems like something that I would like, but boy just no interest at all the books are really good i'm not interested you like castles in show though i like tassels castle well, that too you like castles you so a lot of people graduate there's people <laughs> <laughs> there's castles in that show huh dragons there, you like dragons are there skeletons inside no, the people there are some whites later on some white uh. people <laughs> <laughs> well they're more blue <laughs> I played uh, I played a game called Numbo Jumbo. Oh yeah, it's a little indie puzzle math game. Uh, I like it quite a bit actually. It's got a bunch of different modes. One of which is uh, this sort of thoughtful, strategic mode where you are trying to get as many points as you can before the game eventually gets too complicated for you to make any progress. The basic game is there's just sort of a grid of circles with numbers in them, and you can swipe like one three four and because one plus three equals four those numbers will all will all disappear and if you make longer chains then additional dots will disappear around you not super predictably though which makes it very difficult i mean you definitely could predict it it's it is deterministic right uh, but it makes a sense of what's what's going to happen yeah it makes it very difficult to plan ahead the game is free yeah which doesn't make any fucking sense. Nope. It's free, and then you earn bubbles as you play to buy new themes. new visual themes, and that's it. Yeah, I don't think the monetization plan is uh, is very strong. That game. We played a bunch of things. Or yeah, I so played, we I played a bunch of things. We, we demoed, demoed West of Loathing yeah. at, a, at an event in San Jose. How'd that go? It's great. Good. Cool. Like thirty or forty people stopped by. We were only there for a couple hours. We got a lot of, uh, got some hard crashes. That's true. We're trying to figure out. We got, uh, we realized the jump animation is all fucked up. And now when you jump, which is not even a thing that most people realize you can do, because you can only do it if you're playing it on a mouse and keyboard, uh, you jump and then it does some weird thing to the character rig that looks like they're like taking a huge deep breath that like swells their arms. Like an (laughs) an alien is about to burst out of their chest. Yeah, like it's like their neck just, their hands stay in the same place, but the head and neck just go like a... (gasps) I didn't even know we had jump. Yeah. Why do we have jump? 
What is it was awesome. just a, for? It was just a joke. You know, it doesn't do funny. anything. It's just, you could have an alternate duck roll instead of a jump. Mm. Mm, a duck roll. Yeah. We got to find Delicious. a sushi place. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> so we can get duck rolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jim? Uh, my boss is a real jerk. So I've pretty much just been playing You Must Build a Boat. Okay, just wow. while you poop, you've just been spending nine hours a day on the toilet to, pretty, uh, like, to avoid working. Pretty much. I've just been like, I've been working instead of playing games, but you always got to go to the bathroom. That's true. And you always have to build a boat while you're going to the bathroom. Yep. And that's that game's still pretty fun. You match is tiles. It, is it fun? You, you, you match tiles. <laughs> yeah. And, ah, yeah. Like, I would I say lost that interest real fast. all of the time that I spent playing that game, I, I spent playing, it was sort of like Clash Royale. Like I just kept clicking it to play, but I was not really enjoying the gameplay. I was just enjoying like unlocking shit. Sure. Yeah. That's a kind of enjoying, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you, you upgrade your sword and like people come stay on your boat and you buy stuff, stuff from them. Sometimes, like, they'll buy the toothbrush you found in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I think a, I played it until the first, like, prestige. Sure. Oh, there's a bunch of them, though. There's a bunch of prestiges. You can have as many as you want, really. Oh, really? I thought, it, I mean, it gets to a point where you've <laughs> you've finished. Well, you can finish, you know... So by prestige, you mean did you, did you see the ending credits? Yeah, and then oh, you start oh, over, oh, okay. and then you start over with a small a small boat again. Yeah, sorry, I thought you just meant like until you like upgraded to the next boat or whatever. Oh, yeah, no. no, like you can they call it ace levels. You can get like more ace levels, and the game gets harder. You play through it again at a higher difficulty. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I like that game a lot. How many ace levels do you have? I'm on f- number five. It's pretty brutal right now. It's actually getting like to the point where it's not really fun anymore. Okay. Because I'm not unlocking stuff anymore. I'm just like making runs and failing at completing quests. And you can't unlock stuff without completing quests. That's it's axiomatic. A, yeah, I was yeah. Say, that's a that's a life lesson right there. That's right. Save keys to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If I make a game with keys in it, the key won't be used up when you open a lock with the key. That's a promise that I make to you, the player. <laughs> but what happens if the key breaks off in the lock? Well, then you can't open the door either. Like well, you, you can if it's if the door is in an unlocked state. Yeah, if it breaks state. off with it locked open, you just can't relock the door, mm. and the monsters will get you, <laughs> or the burglars, or the Roberts. The- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met any Roberts lately. That sounds scary. There's Robert Cop. Uh-huh. Robert Barron. That's true. <laughs> Hello. Es gibt Nihilismus Ecke mit Onkel von A. Do you guys want to talk about this assignment? Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans? The Bad Lieutenant, Port yeah, of Call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, found I, was, I remember being surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, me too. The me title. Because well. that's not how it's listed anywhere, anywhere except in the actual title yeah. of the... Boy, what a crazy thing. There's yeah. a lot of uh, lizard cams in this thing. All of that stuff was entirely just added to the screenplay by Herzog. Yeah. 
Okay. All of the stuff that you think, oh, that was fucking weird. Like where the guys, where the dead guys break dancing. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite bit. <laughs> so, so like, if you look at like the IMDb page for this movie, like all the user reviews say, like, this is a bad cop drama. This is a cop drama that's not very good. Oh, they're and, so wrong. And in, in every way. And like, if I had seen this movie on like Netflix without knowing the context behind it, I would have, you know, I would have bounced after like half an hour because it doesn't get funny for until like an hour in. Like it, it really plays it straight for quite a funny, while. I don't, I don't know that it really ever becomes funny. Like it, like it gets more and more absurd, but I, I the thought humor is, I thought certain scenes were very funny. A lot of it was like, not, ver- not like laugh out loud funny, but yeah. But, super, yeah, but the, the break, I, I definitely the, the break thing that you were talking scene. about where he like somebody comes into their room and closes their door to reveal Nicolas Cage hiding behind the door, just shaving with an electric <laughs> <Yeah>. razor. <laughs> and did that and that whole like his disjointed ranting at those two old ladies waving his gun at them. Just uh. did you guys listen to that interview? I did not. Did I, I did. Yeah. About? I feel like that's a good like it's a good way to prepare yourself for the fact that that this is going to be humor and and what, what that and, and and what that interview made me want lessens the risk that you're yeah. you're going to take it straight you know what that interview made me want was like a similar like there was a um a couple of screenshots going around twitter of an interview with David Lynch where David Lynch says if you think about it Eraserhead is my most spiritual movie, and the interviewer asks him to elaborate on that, and David Lynch says no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what that interview with Herzog made me want was, like, for a similar thing, for David Lynch to be open about his thought process, because I feel like the things I like about their work are, like, they're, they make me feel the same way. Herzog and Lynch? Yeah. Like, where... Part of my enjoyment is that I can't really discern the intention of the creator. Mm. And I don't know, in that case, I don't know why I'm asking to know more about the intention of the creator, but it, it, it makes me very curious. But I've forgotten the name of the project. Oh, interesting. Do you listen to that, that interview that Dan Bob linked to us, Zach? Do you remember what movie it was that he was talking about in that bit? Oh, no. Did he... Did he talk about working with David Lynch? Yeah, he interview? mentioned that he was telling David he went he visited like David Lynch's production company or something, and and they got to talking about some idea that one of them had or or that Herzog had had, and Lynch was like, "Oh, I went in on that and and produced it with him or something." Huh. I've forgotten which one it was though. Hmm. This was a transcript of a of a no, it was just a recording of a yeah Werner Herzog talk at the conference on world affairs in 2010. Uh, I knew in in the very first scene where they're like watching the guy about to drown, like the guy who's drowning, his lines are terrible and delivered really terribly. But that could very easily just be this is a bad cop drama. Yeah. And 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 but then Nicolas Cage in two subsequent like dialogue lines to that guy calls him a shitbird and then a shit turd. At which point I was like, okay, (laughs) like that, nobody earnestly wrote a line where someone calls someone a shit turd. (laughs) Like that had to have been chosen. 
for absurdity reasons rather than as like a, a sort of serious creative choice. And that just, I was immediately like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with this. <laughs> the whole idea that the, like his whole descent into like insanity was caused by his like random act of kindness at the beginning for this. Yeah. Just prisoner. the whole thing of him, like starting out as being an asshole who was like, he was a good, a good cop, but just a dick anyway. <laughs> and had the, had the, potential to become a really good cop but he just sort of spiraled down into this horribleness and then spiraled himself back out of it yeah i don't believe that the last 10 minutes of the movie actually happened you think, my, oh, you think that was all a, a dream yeah my take on that is that that all of that just pat everything is going my way was just another that was like iguana oh song. And the, the last yeah. bit where the guy he saves in the first scene comes back as the yeah, bus so, boy or whatever. So and there was there was that stuff. Seeing the reality. There was that stuff. See that. Like especially like the one. There's like almost a single shot where like all four bad things happening to him get solved at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets the promotion to captain. But then there's right at the end of the film. There's like the uh the other bookend other than the promotion was the same. He repeats the scene where he was robbing the club goers. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which is a really weird, like the the scene where all the all of his problems get fixed. Feel felt like maybe it was uh like Americans love happy endings. Okay, how about this shit? It'll just like okay, fix everything. This in one ridiculous uh, story yeah. twist. Those are all nominally but, fixed, fixed, but you see that he's still completely addicted to. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's one explanation, but like, yeah. Just he's a uh, same old uh, bad in a bad captain now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a great suggestion! Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, suggested who was this? it? Who suggested that? Fuck, I don't remember. I don't either. Well, thank you. Was this a Patreon back yeah, suggestion? Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually realize that. It's weird. It's it's put me down a weird rabbit hole of being interested in Werner Herzog. Yeah, me too. I, I wrote, like all the all the crazy stuff I've been writing for Kingdom of Loathing. I wrote some some faux Werner Herzog into that, and I listened to that interview and bought a copy hardback of the Warren Commission report because he was so into people reading that. <laughs> so I'll read that and see what I think. I went down a weird Wikipedia rabbit hole. So part of it was I wasn't really paying super close attention to that talk because I was like on my computer while I was listening to it. And I started reading about Ernest Hemingway based on him hmm. uh, talking about the short, happy life of Francis Mackamer being in that collection of documents that he recommended to everyone to read, which was that in the Warren Commission report. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I feel like I always thought of Ernest Hemingway as like good, but the more I look back and the more I learn about Ernest Hemingway, the more that I think that Ernest Hemingway kind of represented like the death of this kind of toxic ideal of masculinity, masculinity yeah. that like, yeah, I don't know. My dad read a lot of Hemingway growing up and I think was always very disappointed that I didn't like golf 
<laughs> and you think these things are directly related? Yeah. No, the, the, he was disappointed that I didn't like Ernest Hemingway. I was, I was just trying to, I was trying to draw a parallel oh, <laughs> with Kevin's. I see. You, did, you couldn't tell us, but I was looking pointedly at Kevin when I, <laughs> when I said that. No. You know, I also wasn't like into cars or guns, really. You or... guys bonded over like video games. Oh yeah, and... yeah. We we could still Road bro trips. down. We played a lot of catch. Okay. Both like playing catch. Out where in that baseball field that we built in the cornfield where right. all of our ancestors came back to life to <laughs> um because uh because of the Chinese Coca Cola that we served <laughs> in the <laughs> Oh man. That's a deep one. I, yeah. I had to think well, of for a bit. Yeah, well it's <laughs> I had okay. to solve for the joke. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh Oh fuck, what's our next assignment? Oh, huh. We just bought 12 things. Yeah, we figured out what our next assignment was going to be, and eventually we're going to do that. We're going to do Metroplexity. Yeah, which so we're was, starting Metroplexity. We're going to start playing Metroplexity because we want. I wanted to give that like a month. Uh, that's another Patreon backer assignment suggestion, but it's like a web... It's a sort of a Kingdom of Loathing-like web game that you can only play so much in a day, so you gotta you got to give it some time. So what's our next assignment, guys? How about Dust Force? Okay. That's on the Patreon backer suggestions list. That sounds great. We'll have to remember who's... Uh... I'll play that. Okay. We all will. That's what an assignment is. You no, know, but the special part is that I'll play it. Uh, it'll be real special if I play it. <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 248 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, I hope you'll keep backing our Patreon at patreon.com slash vghd slash patreon.com slash vghd slash patreon.com. It's a recursive URL. Uniform you recursive just, You have locator. to keep typing. vghd.com slash patreon.html. That lets you back Virtua Girl HD <laughs> at a level that gets you more girl. Did we ever do that as an assignment? No. It's not really a game, is it? <laughs> no, just sort of like a task bar stripper. <laughs> Wait, you, I thought there were girls in there. You're saying it's just a task bar? No, it's it strips some of the it's it's like it it takes the varnish. top layer off of your task bar. <laughs> okay. Um, so that you can see the desktop behind it. Oh. <laughs> so. And because like normally you have a girl to do that? Sure. Oh, I see. I see. It did, like the virtual girl takes the place of a girl who would normally scrub the top layer off of your taskbar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it from that Beastie Boys song. Right, Dust Force. <laughs> Good old Dust Force. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Later. See ya.